1: Yeah, you blend. Knows you to try to sweet talk me, Miss Garland. I knows you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was gonna love me?
2: Who, who was gonna make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets your shit.
1: I got a two inch thick silo in steak
2: sitting defrosted right
1: this minute.
0: When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is
2: Nick Chanov, and Fricker, I hardly know her. Oh, God. Well, my name is Colin Drucker, and we're clearly getting this episode started off on the right foot. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my goodness. Here my we are. left foot. Here we are. Um... I th- I don't even know what to say, except, wow, some that... some some really
0: great like standard mom energy coming from Brenda Fricker. I think like probably mm. the most I've seen in a movie in a while that I just really enjoyed. Um, there's a lot to pick apart, but really, I mean, there's also Fiona Shaw, oh
2: Colin. My God. and, and there's, then there's Fiona Shaw. Yeah, Jesus. giving such an interesting performance. Yeah, I, I'm keen to talk about her as an assistant to the Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. Uh, I think she's a great example of it. Mm-hmm. Like, like, watch your back, Jane Alexander. You yeah, Because uh, there's the restaurant scene. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but... <laughs> <the> rest... <laughs> yeah, from the kitchen to the restaurant. Yeah. yeah oh, <laughs> seriously, yeah. Uh, but Brenda Fricker, I mean, I, I totally agree. I think the mom energy that she is giving in this movie is like... Next level, you know, I, yeah. I I have rarely seen it met so well. Uh, this was, I mean, in terms of BSAs we've talked about to date on this podcast, I... This one was, like, one of the most kind of, like, pulled my heartstrings the most. I cared about Mrs. Brown the most. Oh, yeah. I'm so you know? glad you did because I, I...
0: This is kind of one that I picked it was my turn to pick this week and i know one of our our bsas out there they tweeted that they were in, uh, they were excited for us to cover brenda fricker so i'm i'm your twitter handle is um uh escaping me right now but i'm i'm hoping that uh you haven't uh, given up on us yeah exactly because here yeah. we are but we i are. think yeah. for those of you who don't know because i think that brenda fricker although it should be a household name at least it is mm-hmm. in these parts um Brenda Fricker is best known for playing the pigeon lady in Home Alone 2. I think that's important yeah. to say that as soon as possible, just so everyone has a frame of reference, to for this woman. And she could have yeah. won an Oscar for that,
2: as far as I'm concerned. Like, honestly. oh yeah, She has a great... We did uh, Home Alone 2 for oh, yeah, um, yeah. Matreon for All Right Mary. And one of the things I noticed with her is she has this one scene. Like, I think it's in, like, the attic of Carnegie Hall or something like that. And she fucking delivers It's so good um but that's a good point is if you're not familiar with the name brenda fricker there's a very good chance you know the pigeon lady yeah i think one in the same yeah yeah and i think i
0: mean there's there are a lot of things i mean this is a podcast of course dedicated to our to women but uh daniel day lewis my goodness um jesus
2: christ
0: yeah, uh, I I just think that this is a everyone should see this movie if not for him and just uh, and also Brenda Fricker too. I think it's, I love a good like leading actor, best supporting actress pairing too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. like a mother and son relationship. It's kind of like hit. It's checking all the boxes for me. Yes, um, I can watch
2: that all day. Oh, yeah, I loved it a lot too. Yeah, oh Daniel Day Lewis, I I feel like for as like renowned of an actor as he is and how many like prestige things he's been in i honestly think this may be the first thing i really saw daniel day lewis in which is oh, crazy interesting maybe something else i've forgotten but like i did not see the last of the mohicans i didn't see there, um, will, be there blood. will be blood because okay. uh, i was like will there be women you know, know. like that was my <laughs> that's our sequel <laughs> there There will be women (laughs) there There will be women yeah (laughs) there yeah there will be women yeah (laughs) that's
0: in parentheses (laughs) yeah exactly
2: so i um so like that was just kind of the driving force but and there's just tons of things that i should have seen that i haven't seen life story but wow i mean this was people talk these days about joaquin phoenix and his commitment Mm. to parts but i feel like daniel day lewis is like the modern um you know king of that ex- of, of someone who's just like so dedicated to the role
0: yeah and i'm sure you read this too that he stayed in character 24 7 on set yeah. which is yeah. a lot let me say like yeah i you know there's a difference between like i don't know jim Carrey. I, I just think of jim carrey amanda kaczynski talking about jim carrey and that was it man on the moon whatever yeah he where he played andy Kaufman. yeah and mm-hmm. he's like he's just an asshole like on and off set or whatever and but the physical, uh, sort of aspect of uh, having to deal—or not deal—I mean that sounds like you know whatever that sounds like. But the the one story that I read was that his agent came to set one day to have a conversation with him, and the mm-hmm. agent just like stormed. Can you imagine? It's like you know, Daniel, oh, yeah. I just need you to sign this contract here, and he's just like, no. You yeah, know, just like... out his left
2: foot to pick up the <laughs> pen.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a lot, but you know, it's yeah. it's fine. Method acting is so fascinating to me.
2: Yeah. I, the story that whenever I think, because I, I love method acting. I love, you know, all of the the drama of yes. it. I love people wringing themselves out for the performance. But it makes me think of, there's an anecdote from the movie called uh, Marathon Man with mm-hmm. best supporting actress, best actor, Dustin Hoffman, yes. um, and Laurence Olivier. And there's a, it, Dustin Hoffman's character kind of goes through the ringer in the movie. And... He was talking to Lawrence Olivier about, or that I guess there was some conversation about like him putting himself through all these paces in, in sort of a method actor approach. And then Lawrence Olivier said something along the lines of like, "Well, have you ever heard of acting? You know, and like <laughs> yeah. just kind of like and it's sort of the Tony Collette approach, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and
0: maybe I'm wrong. And if any BSAs out there know uh if of of a woman who's ever done this you know you rarely hear mm. it from about women maybe like they might stay in an accent or a dialect like you know as they're eating lunch which i think is respectable because sometimes it helps but also yeah. yeah i don't i'm not a fan i'm not i don't yeah like, do your there's... research and then like rely on your technique and then just deliver that's that's all you need to do
2: i hear that i mean i have no professional training but i feel like from my point of view there is something at a certain point where it gets indulgent, you know, like I think yeah. for this character, it may, it makes sense to have to get into character before, you know, earlier on and really sink into that role. Um, but at a certain point when it's just like lunchtime and, you're, and your agent's there, yeah, I mean, we could go into a whole diatribe of like, well, of course, like typical, you know men in hollywood there's such male privilege there that a woman wouldn't get away with yeah
0: a woman would be a burden um yeah you know well we'll talk about daniel as we keep going to because there are some scenes where it's just uh the physicality really is what really got me to and i don't know if you've Mm. seen this um have you seen uh the
2: theory of everything yet Uh, is that
0: the one about
2: stephen hawking yes i have not seen that
0: um Because it's a very similar movie. I mean, Stephen Hawking and, and, you know, Christy Brown. um, I don't think they... they, they, uh, I can't remember what Stephen Hawking had. I don't know if he had Bell's Palsy specifically. But um, Eddie Redmayne is that's one of my favorite male performances. Like this and mm. that um, mm-hmm. is probably, cause they're both cut from the same cloth, the same sort of, uh, but Eddie Redmayne will like break your heart. Whereas this character is like, he will break your heart, but also like he has a temper and he has yeah a personality and he has, you know, demands and, As he should, but also it's, like, uh, it's so fascinating to juxtapose that with, like, his condition and, like, how people treat him and, like, want to just, like, knock him out, but they can't because of who he is. So I found that really uh,
2: a good or a fun thing to watch. Uh, Yeah, I, I appreciated that he was, like, not a terribly likable person all the time. Yeah. And I think a lot of times it is kind of the cliche to portray someone with disabilities in a movie and make them this little angel. You yes. Know? Yeah. Um, there, there's just something <clears throat> that you know. Uh, it's like they're they're not allowed to be you know difficult in some way. Yeah. Um, and, and you know there has to be some sort of grace about how they handle um, living with their disability. Yes. And yes. Yes. I think here it's. I mean, it was so. I felt like I actually really learned a lot about mm-hmm. somebody living with cerebral palsy. And yeah. like that, I mean, things you kind of think about, but you don't really spend a lot of time thinking about like someone like that, you know, as, as Mrs. Brown says, like a broken body is nothing compared to a broken heart. And mm-hmm. then like someone can have, I mean, broken body may be a quote unquote problematic term, but that's the quote from the movie. Yeah. Uh, but someone can have a physical disability, but it like, has no bearing on their emotional abilities and their yeah. emotional cognizance.
0: Yeah, which makes me, I mean, we'll get into the father, my lord. It's, mm. it's, I was so upset watching this. <laughs> watching oh. him,
2: every scene. I know, oh. I know. It was, it was giving me a Monique Precious, you know, at moments. Yeah. Of like, oh, I just want you to be nice. Yeah. I know, I just want him to
0: get out of there too, which is, you know, where, enter Brenda Fricker as the mother who just knows. Yeah. Um, oh. I just want to give a shout-out, too, because we're, we're kind of going just a little bit through the cast here. Um, we have Daniel Day-Lewis, of course. And I want to give a shout-out to young Christy Brown. Um, oh, my God. Uh, a young chap named Hugh O'Connor, who is now mm-hmm. probably a middle-aged chap. Or, um, but really a wonderful performance like when he was writing like uh, the sweats uh just like Ugh. the the energy that he was exerting and i really was impressed by him i was like where's his nomination
2: jeez seriously i mean i know that he got some like you know young actor award sure. and, like recognition on that level but it was oscar level work like if haley yeah. joel osment is going to get nominated for an oscar for the sixth sense or whatever then yeah this kid clearly deserved at least a nomination It it is it's it's a really powerful performance mm-hmm. that relies on zero dialogue and not even a lot of like physical expression because so much of his face is kind of in that one like wide oh, eye yeah. tight-lipped face mm-hmm. but he still managed to express like so much emotion it, it's a that kid is incredible he's yeah. really really good because that was one of the first
0: clips that i uh that i watched um, cause I was just looking up Brenda Fricker like moments and it was mm-hmm. the one where like he drew mother on the floor too, which is oh, uh, Jesus. so oh. great. Um, oh, and that scene. I know, I know, uh, but we'll get to it. And then Ray Mc, McAnally. Yes. Mc- McAnally is Mc- probably Mc- it. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. He played the father. He played Mr. Brown. Um, and I love that they're just Mr. Brown and Mrs. Brown. They do mention her first name. Um, At some point, I think uh, I wrote it down somewhere in my notes. I'll find it as we go along, too. Oh
2: yeah, I remember thinking, "Oh, what's her first name?" And we heard it once. Yeah, yeah, Bridget or something like, which is a good guess. In in yeah, yeah, yes. it could be a Bridget.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then we have Fiona Shaw as Dr. Eileen Cole, who is uh, enters pretty. I'd say like I don't even know, like halfway through, or maybe like two
2: thirds through, or uh, probably about like I think it was about fifty minutes in, close to an hour in, she came in. Um, In one of her first movie roles, I mean, this is, uh, this was like probably, I would, I mean, I kind of looked at her IMDb. I know she's a big theater actress as well, but in terms of film, um, it's funny because she says what I probably get recognized for most is three men and a baby. Wow. (laughs) Because she's in that. That's crazy Um, to me. Yeah. But she is, God, I mean, that haircut. Oh, the haircut alone. Yes. Just Fiona Shaw in that red dress with that haircut. And that just her face is so fascinating. I, I'm God, Fiona Shaw is, uh, I, I've kind of been fascinated with her forever because, um, she was in a production. I may have. Ta- I've, I know. I've talked about this on other podcasts. So if mm-hmm. I've talked about this already, bear mm-hmm. with for me. It. But I'm just
0: looking up her credits too. I'm. I'm listening. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, so in I think it was probably the early 2000s or the late 90s. She was in a production of Medea on Broadway, um, and she. I remember the, reading an interview in the newspaper uh, where she talked about basically like the role took so much out of her and was just like so exhausting on every level that she would you know, do the performance and then leave the theater, go home and basically sleep until the next performance. And then it just took Whoa. that much out of her. And I was so just like, I mean, the whistle tones. I was like, oh, what is this woman doing? I just, I was so fascinated by that, that she would, like, it was the first time I really realized how much an actor rings themselves out sure. for a performance. And um, there are clips of it. You can find, like, there's an interview that she did um years ago with some clips from this performance but it's even from like like those clips you can tell it was like this is a lot she seems like she would be a tour de force
0: on stage i would love to see her on stage uh Mm -hmm. and and that's kind of maybe the version of um you know the method acting is like it's a quiet sort of like yes i'm gonna acknowledge that this is a lot but i'm just gonna go home and sleep i'm not gonna walk around set and annoy everyone with (laughs) Yeah, yeah exactly everything. right i'm just gonna do my job and do it well
2: and then go home and sleep and rest and then come back yeah it again yeah because i feel like there's a big difference between the method actor i have to be in character 24 7 and acknowledging well this is exhausting yeah. and like your body doesn't know you're acting so it's good like you do have to kind <clears> of <throat> recharge the battery so yeah um, exactly yeah, but that's so I've always really been excited by her. I know like these days I feel like people mostly also know her from Harry Potter because she's yeah. in all of those movies. She yeah. played
0: Mrs. Dursley in Harry Potter, which is crazy because she her she has so many great credits
2: too. She's in Killing Eve. She plays yeah. Carolyn Martin. Do you watch Killing Eve? I watched like the first episode. Okay. I know it's a pretty violent show, but yeah. I, I want to keep watching, but ooh, you know,
0: I know I just, it's a, uh, I haven't come up with a term with this, but it's basically like a walkthrough show. Like Keon will watch it and I'll just be walking through the room and I mm-hmm. might sit down and yeah. kind of, cause I mean, Sandra, oh, she's on the list. I, I, speaking of which, yeah. the list is growing. We're going to read the whole list later. The list. <laughs> <laughs> the BSAs in waiting. Yeah. Um, but uh she she has so many other credits too um and obviously she's a, a an actress of the UK and, and is very well known over there too but like there's something about her that i just that reeks theater that i just want to see mm-hmm. her i feel like that's where she's most i mean she's great I, i've heard she's really great on killing you because i um i was watching my left foot and keon walked in and he got really excited because he recognized mm. her so yeah. um so that's cool if anything it's i'm glad people know fiona shaw
2: right yeah like i'm glad someone this good has like a a good has like a a a career that's happening yes you know like that's that's uh you know she's probably just on the harry potter movies it's probably comfortable you know yeah (laughs) i'm I'm sure she's fine yeah yeah um but yeah i i mean she was just like i i don't remember when i realized she was in this movie maybe it wasn't until the opening credits and i was like oh yeah fiona shaw i I, and i didn't know what to expect Yeah, yeah same yeah um but I mean, I, I don't want to jump the gun. But Jesus Christ, the restaurant scene! Yeah, it is. Jesus Christ, the restaurant scene. It's
0: so good. <laughs> it's
2: like I, I re like there's a, there's a moment of that that I just rewound like four or five times, and oh, I just had to see yeah. it again. It's like yeah. the
0: last thirty seconds of it. As soon as he starts hitting his head off the
2: table, if you just watch her the whole time, she is worth. Oh God, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> um well and i we we should get into um yeah well i guess you know before we get into the nominees i think we've kind of covered like our kind of experience going to this movie neither of us had really i know for myself i wasn't really familiar with it except for the bsa compilations on youtube yeah same too and i i just have to throw
0: out too that um Prinda Fricker has like the most amazing IMDb picture. It's I don't know what movie oh, it's from, but it is. I, I want it, a portrait of that, like painted in my home. Yeah, it's she's very like, Mists of Avalon. Yes, yeah, she's like yeah. on the rolling hills of like Dover. Um yeah. Dover is that in Ireland? I just um, I just said something with a D. Is there? I know. Obviously, I could just say Dover,
2: Dover might be in England. then like Aww. the rolling hills of of Cork. You there know? we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I which which. Uh, bears mentioning i my mom's side of the family is all 100 percent irish catholic wildly irish you know no one has a brogue but like everyone like my grandparents house had you know all the irish paraphernalia Every, everyone was just very irish you know uh-huh. and there's a quality of that you know there's kind of like an, an irish sensibility there's an irish sense of humor there's like a um there's a thing that was very familiar and that i really appreciated in this movie um the irishness of it you know we talked about on in the details the canadianness of the shits creek yeah. post show documentary mm-hmm. this has such a lovely irishness yeah. um and there's a couple moments i can highlight but that it like i think there were moments where i was like god i'm so, i'm like so choked up this whole movie because oh. it just had that like oh i know nostalgia yeah of yeah. course
0: yes just like the neighborhood alone all the kids mm-hmm. running around and like the way yeah. that they all sat around the table to eat and yeah there's just the, a warmth really and i the, think that's mm-hmm. a lot of brenda fricker but i think it's a lot of just uh the way this film was made and the
2: script too as well yeah yeah there's a lot of warmth to it and a lot of like you know it, it's kind of that irish thing of like you know still having a sense of humor even in the darkest times and like I mean, that porridge scene when they all start laughing. Oh, God. So, like, that that's a quintessential, like, to me, I was like, this is so, this is such an Irish family, you know? Yeah, like exactly. It just exactly. was great. Um, but anyway, uh, that being said, before we really dive into My Left Foot, yeah. we should talk about some of these other nominees. Yes, Because um, there's some familiar oh, names.
0: What a great batch of gals. Honestly, oh. I want to see... All of these. Which ones? Did you did
2: you watch any of these? I know you said you were thinking about it. I did. So I've, <clears throat> in terms of Academy Award nominations, I watched Parenthood and I watched *Enemies: A Love Story. Ugh. Um, tell me And everything. of course, watched this. And I feel like, I think I saw all of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously I saw Steel Magnolias because yes, we've done that of course. episode. Ugh. And remembering that made me realize this year for Best Supporting Actresses, mm-hmm. oh my God. That's I mean, a lot. Steel Magnolias alone. Yeah. yeah. It was – so, I mean, it just to kind of go through the other awards, I mean, it's a oh, mess yeah. in terms of syncing up. Oh, yeah, and mm. the BAFTAs specifically. We have, uh, like, yeah. dangerous liaisons still in the – this is weird, but go it's ahead. It's weird. I can't even, like – yeah, I can't even I, – and I, I'm I'm at a loss. The BAFTAs are on their own trajectory this year, yeah, so we're not even going to bother. the BAFTAs, yeah. Yeah, b- <laughs> baffled at the BAFTAs, Jesus. <laughs> um <laughs> But the Golden Globes are actually really interesting because I believe, yes. if I am correct, it is uh, a lot of the same nominations. Mm-hmm. Um, Julia Roberts did win for Steel Magnolias. Yeah. Um, she beat out Brenda Fricker, obviously, and Diane Wiest for Parenthood, uh, and also Laura San Giacomo for Sex, Lies, and Videotape, which I feel like we talked about briefly yes. last week mm-hmm. with uh, when we were talking about Working Girl Um, And then Bridget Fonda in Scandal, which I'm not familiar with. Yeah, I don't know it either. Um, But then getting to the Academy Awards, what was really interesting to me was that there was double nominations for Enemies, A Love Story and no nominations across the board otherwise. Um, Yeah. Plus, again, Julia Roberts and Diane Wiest and, of course, Brenda Fricker won. Yeah. of all, any of these, which I mean, which ones are you uh, are you familiar with, or we want to dive in on?
0: No, I mean, really, it's just steel magnolias. I went on mm-hmm. a little bit of a wormhole yesterday watching some Parenthood clips with Diane Weist, and just um, you know, that scene alone where the son tells her there's Joaquin Phoenix. Speaking yeah. of Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, tells Diane yeah. Weiss that he wants to live with his father and he makes that phone call because uh, oh. it is, it is so great. Um, yeah. but there's, there is, um, that m- movie is like, I saw the poster for it. And I was like, this looks like a poster for like father of the bride part two. It has like, Steve, right? Martin. it's like this romp. And, but from the clips I was watching with Diane Weist, it looked more of like a, like an ordinary people sort of vibe as like, just mm-hmm. like marriage and all that good stuff. But, uh, I a, go ahead. Yeah. What, oh, I was going to say, ter- yeah.
2: Cause I, having like, I watched it and I, um, kind of went in with the same feeling of like, Oh, like the, the marketing of this feels very like even the color scheme of the, of yeah. the poster, like the, the sort of teal and pink. I was like, this all just feels very fluffy. Um, it's, you know, I, parenthood made me really, really, really happy. That mm-hmm. I'm gay and I don't have kids um, <laughs> it made me like it it just like it makes you never want to have children and yeah. it and it ends with the idea that oh there's just a magic in all of this, and you just you know you ride the roller coaster of life and there's ups and there's downs mm-hmm. and and isn't that better than you know the merry merry go round of going nowhere, which is kind of a a bit of a monologue from the grandmother towards the end of the movie oh. but uh it's uh, it's an interesting movie. I mean, uh, in terms of Diane, it's like a movie I don't ever want to watch again because it's just yeah, like, I, I don't ever want to be in these people's lives again. Like, sure. it's it's too much, you know. I mean, like Steve Martin and Mary Steenburgen driving like a Dodge Caravan with wood siding. Like, this is none of what I want. You know? <laughs> yeah. But Diane Weast, it's an interesting nomination. I was so gonna say, cert- yeah. yeah. Uh, she's great in it, obviously, and she has some moments like with the with Joaquin Phoenix, and um, overall, like she's just very strong. It it is a little odd to me, like it doesn't stand out enough to me to be nominated so frequently. I mean, I'm no one to be upset about Diane Weist getting nominated for Best Supporting Actress, mm-hmm. but it does feel like, huh? Like, couldn't we I, have
0: put Shirley MacLaine in here for Steel of Magnolias? That's like, what come I'm on. saying.
2: Yeah. It's like if I didn't know this was nominated, I probably wouldn't have. Ex- I wouldn't have thought it was. I yes. would have just thought, "Wow, Diane Weist was great in Parenthood, probably the strongest actor." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a weird nomination. Um, yeah, uh, tell me about Enemies: A Love Story, because well, this looks like a delightful romp, and Angelica uh, yeah. Houston. Ugh. Uh, I did not think I was going to get into this movie. It's a period piece. It's like, it. it's, uh, I just, I was like, there's so much about this that I just don't know if I'm going to enjoy. Um, and I was like, but you know what, Colin? You got to open your mind. Yeah. And, like, what else are you doing? So I put it on. It's available on Amazon Prime. Oh, yay. Oh my God. I got so sucked in. A it, lot of women, which I a love. Lo- it, it's a ton of women. Yes. And uh, Ron Silver, there is, I mean, there's something kind of like, there's an expression from this movie called Kissing Jessica Stein of like sexy, ugly. Of yeah. like someone who's, there's just like, mm, like, I can't think of, I know I have like the, a classic example in my mind in the movie. They talk about Harvey Keitel, which is an interesting choice, but yeah. I know that there's, I get it. I get the idea of oh, sexy, yes. ugly. Uh huh. And there's something about Ron Silver in this. And I know like ugly is a heavy word. He's just, it, there's something sort of unconventional, but then the more you look at him, you're like, God, he's so virile. And it's like, yes, big, like full chest of hair. And he's like, and he's so like horny the whole movie. And he's so sweaty the whole movie. <laughs> and it just like, I mean, and he's kind of a, like an antihero because yeah. obviously he's, um, he's, scumbag, he's kind just of just yeah. cheating and cheating and cheating. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's fascinating. It's all set, I think like 1949 in New York. So it's, and these are all survivors from the Holocaust mm-hmm. and, and it's so fascinating the the sensibility of that like i mean it's interesting talking about my left foot and the sense of humor and like the humor per, you know prevailing through darkness because there's so much of that in this movie because these people talk about being in the camps like very casually mm-hmm. and it's fascinating yeah um in terms of the performances Angelica Houston and Lena Olin are both nominated and I mean, it's very clear why they're, they're really, I mean, Angelica Houston is the way she comes into her own in this movie. You just, by the end, she is running away with the movie. She it runs away like with it. seems like it. Yeah. yeah. It almost reads like a Woody Allen movie almost. There's like a yep. little
0: bit of that. Like it looks hilarious in ways too. Like, it's like, uh, keep going. I'm interrupting your thought though. Yeah.
2: Oh no. I mean, it. it's, you know, it's like, um, there's like there's a humanity to it it mm-hmm. really i mean uh th- all of the characters by the end feel very rich like there's a real life to them. The world that it creates I mean the attention to detail of creating like nineteen forties new york it's mm-hmm. oh it's so transformative it's a really beautiful movie uh in particular even though you know Lena Olin and Angelica Houston were nominated, I also have to mention um this actress, Margaret Sophie Stein, who yes. plays Jadwiga, mm-hmm. who's his like his uh, Polish wife, she is probably the best actually of oh, the three of women. Oh, I love that. She is she has a couple moments that are just like, oh my god, she's yeah, like it's this movie is so worth watching if you just like settle into it. By the end, I was like, God, I'm so glad I saw this. This was so rich. Yes. It, even yeah. I was
0: watching the trailer. It was like an extended trailer, which I love. last night. Mm-hmm. And I was, just, I, I say this a lot. Like, I think I'll watch that someday. And then I never do. I'll put it on mm-hmm. my list. Right. Um, but I honestly, I was kind of buzzing after I saw that trailer. I was like, oh, this looks like it's fantastic. Yeah. And I, I couldn't place Lena Olin. It's like, I've heard that name. And she works. I mean, for anyone who doesn't know who Lena Olin is, um, this goes out to Keon because he loves Alias, but she played mm-hmm. Irina Derevko. I don't know who that is, but um, she was also in Chocolat, and oh, right. Uh, right, she's, right. she was recently in Hunters.
2: Um, that show on is that also mm-hmm. Amazon
0: Prime or Yeah, no? I
2: tried to watch it because Celia Weston is in that but uh, the first episode in within the first 10 minutes like eight people died a violent death. Yeah, I don't I can't. I'm glad you're in this camp with me because
0: I it's funny though because you like horror movies. That's that's let's the caveat all I don't like the violence. This. I love the I love the operatics of horror movies and okay. I love the women of horror movies. Okay. Fair. I I guess through that lens, yes, but I I can't do any of it. Uh Oh, yeah. Uh, but Lena uh, Olin, she works. Uh, she's in Mindhunter as well. That was on Netflix recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she, yeah. she's doing okay. She was in The Reader. Oh, cool.
2: Yeah, she's, I mean, yeah, she yeah, she's a phenomenal actress. She had been nominated the year before this for The Unbearable Lightness of Being. Oh, that's so uh, interesting. Yeah. So she, I mean, and she's really, I mean, really powerful. There's a, there's a real like um, volatility to her in in this movie mm-hmm. that's really exciting. Uh, but yeah, it's I, that would be the word for it. Enemies is a rich movie. It has so much life in it. It's great. I love that you called it Enemies that you abbreviated like the theater oh, kids yeah, do on... Yeah, I know. I definitely fiddlered it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sex lives and videotape. Just sex. <laughs> so, yeah, I Enemies. I'm so glad I watched it. I I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I, I am definitely going to tune into that. And
0: also, yeah. I'm just, I'm I'm really interested in Angelica Houston. That was after she won, we need to do Pritzy's Honor sometime soon. I don't know anything I, yeah. about it, but um, God, I love Angelica yeah. Houston.
2: Yeah, I, I feel like it was directed by her father, John Houston, which is kind of fascinating. Ooh. Like, her father directing her to an Oscar, I think it's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, that's a story, though. People love the mm-hmm. story. I think mm-hmm. it'd be fun one day,
0: this is a random idea, for us to have like, maybe it's part of our, um, I don't know if it's like a separate <laughs> award ceremony or just like a separate episode from the Westons, but... uh. <clears throat> like performances that would have never, ever been nominated for an Oscar that you feel could have won. For like, I'm thinking of like Joan Cusack in Adam's Family Values, or even like, yes. um, mm-hmm. I'm uh, even like Angelica Houston in Adam's Family. Like, it's just like all mm-hmm. these great performances that are pretty like canon and like gay culture i think that just to like list them or even just to like make a list of them and just like talk about them i think it'd be fun yeah,
2: yeah. i yeah are like fantasy fantasy best supporting actresses yeah diane um, Weist in the Birdcage. you know it's just yes like, yes that's a great example of like no one people are not considering that but like it's a great performance yes yeah, Yes. Yeah. yes yes um oh i love that idea yeah Uh, put it in the old vaults for now yeah put it on the list put it on the the vault yeah um well all that being said uh while there is a, a fantastic batch of nominees this year and so many potential other nominees i feel like if we went through 1989 and just like all the movies of 1989 i feel like there this was just a great year for ladies yeah um but uh of course brenda fricker one. And so let us give her, uh, Oh my gosh, I never watched her Oscar speech. Ooh, I did. I'll tell you about it. Okay.
1: I don't believe this. I'd like to make a private thank you to, um, Bina and Des and Ina Burke. And I'd like to thank every single member of the crew who worked on my left foot who created an atmosphere of fun and love and hard work. I'd like to thank Christy Brown just for being alive I'd like to thank Mrs. Brown, his mother. Anybody who gives birth 22 times deserves one of these, I think. (laughs) I'd like to thank Jim Sheridan and Shane Connaughton for the best script I've ever been involved in. I'd like to thank Noel Pearson for producing the film and Jim Sheridan for just being the most incredible director. And the members of the Academy for giving me this, which I will take very proudly with me back to Ireland. Thank you.
0: (laughs) I just think that uh she's such a class act really um mm. so I I feel like I'm I, I might be remembering incorrectly but I feel that there's a shawl involved like there's something just she's such a beautiful woman like yeah. just yeah. her face alone is so expressive and like her like those blue piercing eyes i just really
2: love her um yeah but i, I know i i i'm like calmed by her yes in a way. the same yeah, yeah. the same mm-hmm. there's
0: something even the hair there's something about her
2: hair that's just like oh you're
0: perfect right. um but this speech is very lovely it's 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 exactly what you want it to be there's like a little bit of charm in there she said um I guess, uh, and her name is Bridget Brown. I, I found the name there. Is that Bridget. what you said? You yes. Said, yeah, yes, Bridget Brown. Guess. Yeah. 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 Um, that. Uh, she kind of gave a nod of course to uh christy brown for being born and just for being alive and it was it's very touching too but she also said to um bridget brown who gave birth to 22 children colin i
2: mean jeez. and i think i
0: think the i think 13 survived yeah um, i think that's what he says something movie, like that yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I, I might be fumbling with the numbers too so it was just kind of like uh, she thanked all the right people and then she had a little bit of charm and uh it was perfect it's a lovely speech um and i feel like she was surprised in a way too because she didn't win the globe um no. and no. I, it's like as far as the momentum this was not like a sweep for her too it's like i'm sure julia roberts was coming for her but um i'm glad i'm so glad that she won this i think it's just um it's quintessential br- uh br- yeah oh, best support i almost had best supporting fricker <laughs> I mean, indeed she is the best supporting fricker. The BSF.
2: The BSF. Yeah. She's, I would say like, I, I have no, even though, I mean, Angelica Houston, I, I would not have been shocked if she won. I would not have been shocked if Lena Olin won. Mm -hmm. I would have been shocked if Diane Wiest won. Yeah. That's. That would, I would have been like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, That would have been like Melissa McCarthy. I was going to say, is that her name? Yeah. Melissa McCarthy winning for bridesmaids. It would have been like, oh wow. But, oh wow. Uh, it, yeah i i honestly think that this was watching it it was there was no question that this was oscar level work and what i love about this role the most is i don't know if there's she doesn't have like a set piece she doesn't have moments like fiona Shaw has in this movie to be yeah. like oh yeah that's when she won it there's peaks for me but like for me what really what i loved about this was how she was just this consistent energy through the movie
0: yes oh my lord um it reminds me of she reminds me a lot of my grandmother my my grandma kachanov on on my Mm -hmm. dad's side um because she also had i think she had uh i'm like trying to count my aunts and uncles (laughs) i'm like i think (laughs) she had Uh, she had five kids total and but she did have a son that died like a week after he was born too but there's something about the resiliency of both my grandmother and Mrs. Brown too. I -hmm. just think that there is like the strength and the patience and the resilience that this woman has and the smarts. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's partially the script, but it's also just Brenda Fricker uh, giving that sort of energy out because she knows how to deal with, you know, Mr. Brown. She knows when to give Mm -hmm. him a couple, you know, a couple pounds to go to the pub and cool off um, yeah. and she knows how to, cause like my, my, my grandfather, my grandpa Kachanov too, like he liked to drink, um, mm-hmm. and she dealt with it and you know, the kids survived and she, I think there's such a level of, oh man, just like protection and love and warmth and
2: ferocity that she has for her kids.
0: It was fascinating to watch and, and yeah. really, and really lovely.
2: Yeah. I mean, I had a similar, you know, my mom's side of the family, my, my grandmother had, six kids Mm -hmm. had a a son who did pass away, uh, sort of a few hours after birth. Um, you know, and, and it was, you know, there was a lot of that that was familiar of like, they were, they were six kids, you know, and, and sharing rooms and like, it was like in a house that was not, you know, enough, not not enough room for eight people, you know? And, uh, you know, my grandfather, uh, He, you know, recovered, but, you know, was an alcoholic for many Mm -hmm. years. And so it was a lot of that, too. It was a lot of, you know, those qualities where, you know, my grandmother had to navigate, you know, and both of them had to navigate so many issues over the years from, like, financial insecurity to just, you know, uh, different issues that my mom's siblings would kind of bring home with them or, or, you know, even you know, my mother eventually meeting my dad and like the drama that created because my mom was kind of like the rebel of the, of the family. And so, um, it's, yeah, I know what you're saying. There's, there's something about the way that Mrs. Brown, um, navigates her life with like intelligence and grace that feels familiar and feels like, wow, like the hardships that create that kind of, um, that kind of
0: person, but I think also, too, it's, like, these these moments of um, morality as well, too, like, with the coal mm-hmm. and, like, she's, you know, she's a good Catholic woman and, like, I feel like she's respected in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just yeah. want her to, like, yell at me to come in for my tea, you know, and I'll be like, right. oh, mom, and then come in and it'll be lovely. I, I could just totally. picture tea time. Like, I'd, I would never leave her side. Never. No, I right? would want to like, be around mm-hmm. her as much as possible, too. And I think in a way, too, it's, like, as, as much as um, you're nervous for her because, like, maybe Mr. Brown might hit her or whatever, or it might yell at her. I'm never worried for her
2: at the same time, too. I, she can mm. totally take care of herself. Um, yeah. I think that's the other side of it is, like, <clears throat> while Mr. Brown may appear to be this, like, powerful energy in the house... Even he knows deep down that the house is run by Mrs. Brown. Oh, you it's know?
0: it's uh you know the the man may be the head of the house, but the woman is the neck. The my big yeah. fat Greek wedding quotes, and she can turn the head any way
2: she wants. Yeah, and and we really do see that, and that also feels. I think that that's what resonates as well is is this is that inner power and that strength, and the and the ways that she displays that. Like I think, um, I think that moment where she is kind of sending him off to the pub and, he, and she gives him money and he says, where'd this come from? And she says, it's from the fairies. And mm-hmm. um, and when he says, like, I don't need a drink, I just need to be respected in my own house and she just looks at him and she just stares him down and it's not to intimidate him or to fight with him. She just stands her ground. Is like, I hear you. I'm telling you to go to the bar. Go to the pub, you know? Yeah. And that is, and all of that, she's communicating just with her eyes. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's, it's, oh, those eyes. It's that energy. It's that you know. It's that tough Irish mother energy, um, but it's also Brenda Fricker like acting with like I would say this is a clear example of someone who's just using craft. You know, who just yeah. it it feels like this is a studied performance. Mm-hmm. Another moment that I loved too, like there's just,
0: it's always like a mother knows, a mother always knows like what her, what her babies are going through, like no matter what. And I, I just loved the line and this is like a script moment too, but it's also the delivery where she says, is that our Christie up there? Mm. When she starts to sense, cause this is enter Fiona Shaw and the way that he sort of, cause there's a little bit of like, uh, it's like the dynamic I remember this is like a little bit of a tangent, but my voice teacher was around, I'd say, uh, in college around the age of my mother. And that's all I talked about. I would talk about my voice teacher all the time. And I I, I remember my mother just getting like annoyed, (laughs) like a minor annoyance that like there is there's another woman in my life that's sort of taking care of me, especially when I'm away from home, too. And I think there's a little bit of that there in um, as far as but it's never overbearing at the same time too. It's like, she's just cautiously, um, worried, I guess, uh, just to see like, cause her son is going out into the world. He's like uh, meeting these people and like also becoming an artist too. And like, I think there is a part of her that misses that time with him too. But also I like that. She doesn't necessarily intervene with it. Yeah. She yeah. might suggest stuff every once in a while, but, um,
2: yeah. Yeah, she never um yeah, she never shuts it down. She she's always everything she's doing is always to help him move forward. You know, whether she's saving the money for the chair or mm-hmm. she brings in Eileen and even I mean that scene in particular I love that scene where yeah, she's setting the table and it's just like we don't even we don't see her placing the silverware down, but you hear it and you know that the mm-hmm. way that it sounds like yes. there's there's a there's a way she's doing it that's informing the performance, you know. And it's it's a really interesting yeah. scene because we're real. She's not acting. She's not per. Perfor- should say she's not performing these emotions outwardly. But it's kind of coming out as she's setting the table. You're realizing by the way she's clanging the forks that she's kind of ang- you know agitated, and and it's interesting mm-hmm. because the conclusion she comes to is like there's too much hope in his voice, and. I love just script-wise yes. the fact that the father asks her what she says and she has to repeat it. Like there's something about they made that they they played that scene out in a conversational way and and it's yeah. I mean it makes sense in a way like she she doesn't want him to get hurt and she knows the realities of like he's falling in love with this woman and you and I both know like that's just not going to work out and I think yeah. for someone who spent her whole life both protecting And encouraging her son, it's just this, like, delicate balance that she can't necessarily keep when there's someone else involved who she can't... Like, she can't control Eileen. She can't control what happens between them, you know? Yeah.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Um, This is such a minor moment, but I do love... um... It's like an in the details episode. Brenda Fricker popping bubbles in the kitchen when they have the bubbles. Oh, Oh, it's so great. I just love the choice of reaching out to pop a bubble because Fiona Shaw is like giving him, you know, speech therapy and like all Mm she just wants him to blow a bubble and it's so hard for him to do, but he does it and they float into the kitchen and the way she stares at that bubble... And mm-hmm. the way that she pops it and just the choice to pop it. I, was I know. Like, oh,
2: I, I took that note <laughs> I too. the bubble it. scene, the way she watches the bubbles for a second. Yeah. I mean, telling us so mm-hmm. much in that scene, she's saying so yes. much with like slight facial changes it's and then popping the bubble it's and then going back to the cooking, you know, like I think that that was interesting to me that she didn't, It, she kind of, you know, acknowledged what was happening, but then went back to her life, you know, and, and and yeah ah, and it's it's just kitchen. uh god you know there was um uh, there was another moment i feel like was it right around that nope i cut all this off. oh the other moment just that we we skipped over just cuz it's so early on but in terms of brenda fricker moments where like where the oscar jumps out a little bit mm-hmm. i think Early on when she brings oh, him upstairs, like before she falls down the stairs, and the and the scene, the way the camera works is it kind of shows her putting him down on the bed, and then it pans over to her like up against the wall sweating, and then she's like, I need, I need to go make a phone call. And just the, the – there's so much just like – there's so much in her leaning against the wall sweating that was like, oh my god, this woman is – telling me so much yeah yeah a warrior yeah she is a warrior it's really it's she inspiring really and dismaying at the same time because you don't want her to, i was like oh god don't die for god's sake don't die in this movie <laughs> oh my god I would, I would not i would have lost yeah, it i would um, have lost it no I would not but it's, uh yeah a lot i mean i think the moment that we see in those bsa compilations and it's worth mentioning and um it's maybe in fact my moment she won it is the mother scene is when he writes mother on the floor and then the father yes. takes him off to the pub and she has, ah, uh, that, that proud mom face. It's, I mean, if I hadn't mm-hmm. seen it in those compilations so many times, it may have had slightly more impact, but it still packs a wallop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, cause that father, I mm-hmm. mean, he's doing his job by the way, too. Like as far as the character that he, um, is trying mm-hmm. to be it, it delivers, uh, or he delivers rather. Um, but the, it's just like everyone's catching up. It's like she knew that he was brilliant the whole time because she loved him unconditionally too. And it's just, it's like finally proof, like physical proof that he has, I mean, his father thinks that he doesn't have a brain and he's just worthless too. But, um, and it's so, uh, it's just the culmination of that too. And like, it's like, okay, we're good. This is a good day in the Brown household. Um, and tears of joy. And also just because he wrote word was mom, you know, like I feel
2: like that's very beautiful. And I think she, you know, yeah, I, I just, I love, I love how she, she does that. Like, it's just the proud mom face. It's just the tears, you know, uh, tears in her eyes looking up and just kind of like, like, and it's, oh my God. That is the moment that happened. I was like, well, if we don't give this woman the Oscar, I don't, I don't know what we're doing here. You know,
0: <laughs> I know, and it's also like that kind of that kind of woman too that would probably mm-hmm. not cry so openly in front of everyone too. I feel like there is part of her that has to keep it in uh, because it's it's a well tempered cry. Like it has, it's it's definitely mm-hmm. she's definitely crying, but it's not like a weep. It's just like a silent, happy, joyful contained cry yeah, which i yeah I so we, love maybe we too. talked
2: about this with the the schitt's creek documentary episode of, in the details but like someone trying not to mm-hmm. cry or restraining tears or just the tension of yeah, it not being yeah. full force makes it more powerful yeah
0: yes i also want to bring up too um, this is really later on in the movie too when she decides that she's just gonna build yep. Chrissy a room in the backyard like i my love for her as a mother and just like as in this role Mm -hmm. grew exponentially. I was just like, ah, you're going to build an attire. And it just turns into something so wonderful because she knows that her husband's a bricklayer. She knows that he's going to really latch onto this project and it's for her son. And it's just a beautiful scene and everyone pitches in, they build him the room and what does he say at the end? He's uh, the father says something about like, well, you know, it's da 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 da. I could have got it mm-hmm. done quicker or something. In and she just says, well, Christy, that's the nearest he'll ever come to saying he loves you.
2: Yeah. Oh, that scene. I know it. That scene is, and that felt very familiar because my mom's family, we were very much like that. We are not a lovey dovey family. Mm-hmm. We don't we have open terms of yeah. endearment. Um, but there's ways that <laughs> yeah. we express our love, and like there's ways we are like. You know deep yeah. down, and so I think that all resonated for me. I think the way that she the way that she gets up, she goes downstairs, she goes outside, and she just starts with that pickaxe, and you're like, "You have such a journey, and what I Ugh. love even more about it is she brings the typewriter out there of like it's coming out with me. This is all about this fucking typewriter and creating a space for it and it's mm-hmm. it's true she she is so smart because she knows. Her husband will latch on to this, or he does. And then, of course, she says, like, Mm -hmm. let your father have this. He needs a win. And it's, you know, it's just the way that she... What's fascinating about it is that she, we see... When it starts, she and and Christy are literally laying bricks. But then, obviously, the other brothers and the father take over. But she is still, in some ways, the driving energy of this. Like, I I think even just her, like, Mm -hmm. bringing them coffee. Like, there's, like... It, it felt like she had set all of this in motion, you know, and there's just these looks of like pride yes. and these like just these these reaction moments of Brenda Frickers in this. That's just like, ugh, this magical woman, this fabulous woman, you know. Yeah, she's she is the glue yeah.
0: that holds. <laughs> uh, I, I just think I would have loved to have seen like a um, right before she goes out, just her mm-hmm. like staring out the window just like she finishes up the dishes she stares in the backyard and then the music starts of like like she gets the pickaxe out and uh, then she's just Uh like yeah you know what I mean because it's all stemming from the fact that um Christy is depressed and cannot leave the room and she won't have that and she but like in a good way it's like how can I help my baby boy it's just so oh god it's I I can't say enough about this role, (laughs) just about who this woman is more than anything, too. But it it would not have been the same. Um, I also read, too, that Judy Dench was supposed to play this role, too, which would have been, I would have loved to have seen that as well. But I just, I I can't imagine it now, of course, that I've seen Brenda Fricker, too. But um, Judy Dench had a conflict, I think, that she couldn't. Uh, yeah. She was like an Anthony yeah.
2: Cleopatra or something like that. But it um, would have been an interesting choice. I mean, uh, funny story, then Judy Dench was in a movie yeah. called Mrs. Brown a few years later, but it's a different Mrs. Brown. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. That's when Helen Hunt won. Oh God. Oh yeah. yes. thoughts about that. Um <laughs> <laughs> as good as it gets, no, it's not. Uh and so yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, there's uh thinking about Judy Dench in this role, I Judy Dench obviously can do anything, but there's a I don't want to say there's a lack of warmth, but Judy Dench does chili really well, you know.
0: Yeah, and maybe it w- because we've seen that so mm-hmm. much uh that it would be hard to make that switch, but uh I'm glad Brenda got. Oh, it. yeah, it I it really
2: feels am. like I mean, in some ways I couldn't see anyone else doing it because she's just so perfect yeah. in the role. Um Yeah, I mean in terms of my Brenda Fricker moments, I really think those are uh same. Those are my I was moments. Say, should we? Yeah, should we? Those are my. <laughs> those moments. are my moments. Those are <laughs> That's just the way that you. Those said. are my moments. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> well, should we move on just to kind of give a spotlight to this restaurant scene yes. and Fiona Shaw and just really break this down? here. Uh,
2: so this scene is after this art show opening that Christy has, and then Eileen uh, and who we find out is her fiance and some friends uh, all go to this restaurant to to celebrate. And, I mean, I, there's so much about this scene. I mean, this is such a set piece for Daniel Day-Lewis, certainly. Like, when did he win When did he win the Oscar of the whole movie? But this scene mm. is such a set piece for him. And really, uh, I mean, some of it's just the camera work. The way the camera pans almost 360 and then back around the table. I think the moment, beyond, like, the ending, the moment that excited me the most about that was the camera pans around and, like, Christy and Eileen are like face to face right next to each other in this intense moment. Yes, And it pans around the entire table and then without cutting goes back and you just see them like holding this moment and you know, they've been holding it the whole time they were off camera. Like th- they didn't take oh, yeah. a break. And some, like, and, and it was like stepping back and watching these powerhouse actors working together. It was like, wow, this is like, this is cream of the crop acting right now. Yeah. And then he has that meltdown. They take his drink away. He starts slamming his head on the table. And again, watch. I mean, he's he's obviously this is he deserves to be watched in this moment. But second and third viewing, if you watch her and the way that she's acting in that moment, it's oh, it's just so like there's so much intensity, but then yeah, they they uh she just like snaps and she's like stop it and he's pulling you know he pulls away and he pulls the tablecloth off and she oh with his teeth teeth. it was incredible and then it like she just jumps up and she's screaming at him to stop and then the camera there's this full like shot of her and it's like it it just it's i it is one of my favorite movie moments now and one of my favorite actressing moments (laughs) is fiona shaw just like a you know, red rimmed eyes, just screaming at him to stop. It's amazing. Yes. Oh, um, she gives it, she gives good roar. Um, she's up there yes. with Kate Blanchett. Yeah. <laughs> she really is. She does. is a fabulous roarer. It's, yes. I mean, it, it makes me think about, you know, yeah, seeing her in Medea. It's like this, th- this is some mm. of what you would get is wild eyed, like distraught Fiona Shaw. Oh, yeah. It's, She's incredible in that scene. Yeah. To me, this was... Brenda Fricker is certainly quintessential best supporting actress, but I think just this scene, if we just look at this scene and how a best supporting actress features into a scene or like in our kind of, you know, understanding of it or certainly my feelings about it is the scene is not about Eileen, but... She is, she's playing this like really intense and important frequency in that scene, and it becomes about Mm -hmm. her eventually. For a moment, oh yeah, you know? yes, because he j-
0: right before this he says I love you, mm-hmm. mm. and he's like, no, I really love you. That's what sets. And it then off. she just drops the bomb mm-hmm. of like, well, I hope you love you know whatever his name is, Jeffrey. Well, yeah. call him, uh, is because I'm uh, he's my fiance, and you just see, I mean, Daniel Day Lewis's reaction to that too, the way he his face sort of just like slightly contorts, and then he just goes off the deep end, yeah. Too, and she really is. It's so. It's such an interesting um, dynamic because he, quote unquote, is being loud Mm -hmm. and he has a disability, so people are uncomfortable by it. They don't know whether he's actually upset or if he's just like, that's what his prerogative is Mm -hmm. and that's how he talks. But it just builds and builds and builds and she is kind of the only one that can, quote unquote control him yeah. to an extent too so i think that's why she has to be the final like
2: roar in that conversation too like enough is enough yeah it's really um i mean i i love that you know at the heart of this movie is powerful women you know and yeah uh they it, it's yeah that moment is really incredible i think yeah it's just one of my favorites now it, it that's such actressing that's such tony collette in hereditary acting you know
0: oh yeah, yeah 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 that'll be a category in the Westins like the best the best uh supporting actress wait how did we say it uh
2: uh assistant yeah yeah assistant to the, yeah, the, ass- yeah, assistant to, the yeah. to the best supporting actress yeah yes um, i blanked for a moment thank you yeah maybe there'll be a special like the special tony collette award or you know the, the, the oh, roar yeah. award for the best roar <laughs> the best you roar. know um yeah <laughs> It's good. Uh, yeah, this was. We'll play Katy Perry's roar in the background <laughs> as
0: we announce it. Yeah,
2: if they go on too long in their acceptance speech, assuming they're yeah. going to come on the podcast and accept the reward, we'll play them <laughs> of off. Of course. Yeah. I mean, they have
0: to. <laughs> Can we get Fiona? Right.
2: Okay. Right. Um, certainly Celia, for God's sake. Oh, yes. What's she doing? Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I think, though, I mean, the. the I would say the other if we were to like other sort of a woman in the movie, I believe her name is Ruth Brown, who plays his eventual wife, Mary, who's kind of his yes. his uh, nurse during the the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. more uh, present, quote unquote, present day scenes of him. Um, yeah, that we see towards the beginning and obviously the wraparound. Uh, she was great. I mean, she certainly it's it. You don't she it's an interesting she's an interesting role, too, because she is not. She doesn't um serve him the way Mrs. Brown mm-hmm. and Eileen did like she uh he can't order her around the way he's ordered them around or the, and she's not intimidated by him. I was sort of I didn't know what she saw in him because he was being such an asshole to her, but yeah. apparently this is the day they fell in love, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's some interesting notes in that performance too. Um, I liked her a yeah, lot. Me too. It's like the assistant to the assistant. Uh, it's, uh, but there's, I don't want to say she just serves the purpose of falling in love with him too, but it is kind of, it's set through, there is in a way the sort of set piece of like, she's reading the book and flipping through pages mm. and then it like flashbacks too, which I, I was like, Oh, don't do that. Like it, it but it's it, it, it I feel like the movie didn't need that, but it's also fine because she's learning about him and then mm. it actually flashes back to those moments. It's like we don't need to open like the big fairy
2: tale book, right? And like
0: once upon a time. Mm-hmm. But
2: I like that it wasn't too much of that. Yeah. Um, they didn't but, do like, you know, it kind of gets like wavy and fuzzy as we go back in time, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, really a, a fabulous movie. Just a great movie, yeah. really powerful, really powerful story. Um, amazing acting, Daniel D. Lewis, Jesus Christ. Uh, Yeah, I saw him in Lincoln.
0: Uh, He was fantastic mm -hmm. in Lincoln. I I mean, that is, that's a, that's a long one. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) But if you find some, there's a speech that he does in Lincoln that's really great. He's just kind of sitting at a table and talking about like America. Uh, But there are some other moments as well too. Sally Field is Sally Field. Sure. Um, She's great. She has a moment where she falls on the floor and screams and it's, it's lovely. I love Uh, it. Oh, All right. Yeah, and I think I did see Gangs of New York with you guessed it, Cami Diaz. Cami Diaz. (laughs) Cami Diaz. I think I did see that movie, but I don't remember much of it. I just remember the opening scene and how bloody it was. You would
2: not survive the first scene. Don't ever watch that movie. Yeah, I figured as much. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, that's fine. I don't need it. Um, Well, yeah. Well, this obviously this was great. This was a great choice. Thank you for picking this one. Uh, Yeah, I'm excited we we checked it off the list. Yeah, and and a great year for best supporting actresses. So. Um, Obviously, if folks want to hear us talk about all of the potential BSAs from Steel Magnolias, we have an episode called The BSAs of Steel Magnolias. Yeah, check it out. That was a fun episode. Oh, so good. Um, Well, I think that means we can move on to uh, the final chapter of our episode this week, which, of course, is our nominees and winner for BSA of the Week. Uh, Yes. Do you have any nominees this week you'd like to talk about?
0: I do. I have a couple. Um, I mean, really, I want to go through it real quick, too. I know there's a lot of names, but just our BSAs and waiting list that I sort of compiled over the last week, just for people who missed last week's episode when we were kind of coming up with the idea. It's just like a short list of women that we love that haven't won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress that might eventually or even just an Oscar for leading. We're fine with that, but just women that we want to look out for that might be, you know, give a google alert and see what they're doing and see what they're up to and um so it, but it was sort of a best supporting actress in a way that it, it really sparked a lot of joy for me too. So yeah. Here are the here are the women. Here are the women here. Um we of course have Amy Adams just starting off alphabetically. Yeah. Um I wrote Jane Alexander just because you never know what she's up to. I hope she's you never know when she could come back. Yeah. Um
2: I have Caroline Aaron, and then I now I forgot who that was. She Caroline Aaron. She was in Working Girl. She played one of the secretaries. Um oh, towards yeah, the that's end. right. She's in <laughs> Mrs. Maisel. Yes, 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 yes. We love her. Um, Angela Bassett, mm-hmm. because
0: come on, yeah. Why doesn't she not have an Oscar? Uh, Annette Benning, of course. She was one of the first people. Sure. Um, I wrote Emily Blunt just because I love her a lot, and I feel like she is. I think eventually she will win an Oscar. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what for, but I think that she's. She's uh, on that trajectory. Uh, Patricia Clarkson. Oh, we Patricia gotta have Clarkson. Patricia Clarkson uh. on there. Of course, Glenn Close. We gotta have her. Yeah, Glenn Close, but no cigar. Yeah. Uh, Tony Collette's. Mm. Uh, we have Joan Cusack, Rachel Griffiths. Catherine Keener. Oh, I love love. Katherine Keener. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Lisa Kudrow. Mm -hmm. Keeping an eye on her. Please. Um, Katherine Hahn. Oh, my God. We're we're rewatching Parks and Rec, and she is so good in Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She should have got like a best (coughs) guest star Emmy. Maybe she has. Who knows? Uh, Bonnie Hunt, because of last week we were talking about. Of course. Katherine O'Hara, Laura Linney. Ah, the Linney. Rachel McAdams, just because I still believe that she, uh, it's like, what happened to Rachel McAdams? She needs to come back to us. Uh, Lori Metcalf, Sandra Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Florence Pugh, Saoirse Ronan. Those are the two like youngest mm. gals on the list, I'd say. Um, Anne Roth, the costume designer. Of course, Anne Roth, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Amy Ryan, because uh, we have to. Uh. Uh, Fiona Shaw. And I also wrote Jean Smart just because I love her and I think that she has, I don't know, I picture like a sort of Alice and Janie kind of resurrection someday that she can really rise to like the full potential that we all know that she has. Well, she was Um, in,
2: not to interrupt, but she was in, I didn't see it yet, but she was in that thing, Watchmen, I think it was a, yes, and it's, I mean, it's like a little bit of superhero with with Regina King and Jean Smart is supposed to be great in it.
0: That's what I hear. We watched the pilot of it, and there's a lot of violence, and I Uh, couldn't do it. It's a lot of shooting. It's just like, I can't. Yeah. But I'm really... It's hard for me, because there's always such great women behind those... (laughs) Behind the doors of violence. Right. I I know. Um,
2: Maybe I'll just skip the first episode and read a synopsis. I just... You know? It's like, fuck it.
0: Yeah. Um, And then I I wrote Cicely Tyson, because I feel like she just needs a Jessica Tandy sort of moment, where she wins an Oscar, and... I know she has an honorary Oscar, but I I, I need a real one for her. Uh, Sigourney Weaver, Ugh. Celia Weston, Michelle Williams, Ugh. and uh, Alfrey Woodard is Ugh. what I put on there too. Yeah. So that that concludes our list. Yeah.
2: Was Anne Dowd on there? Oh my gosh! I just want to make. I thought I put her on the list. No. I mean, she's, okay, so yeah. she's on the list. She's such a queen. Um I'd put Margot <laughs> Martindale on there as well, just, oh yeah. yes,
0: please, Margot
2: Margot and Anne in the same movie i I don't know what I would do with myself, I know it auto corrected the Margot martingale which I love <laughs> I'm just gonna keep it that <laughs> yeah, way. sure, that's great, <laughs> yeah, um uh well, I love that thank you uh if anything, yeah, it's just nice to hear right all those now. names, yeah,
0: oh yeah, yeah, but um, other than that, um some uh Keon bought yesterday uh macaroons from Aldi not a mac uh, like a macaron mm-hmm. not that like the french but like just like the the classic coconut yep. chocolate drizzle sort of thing and they're so gross and delicious both at the same time it's just pure you know <laughs>
2: they're kind of uh, wet in uh, like, the middle and like a weird way Yeah they're
0: so moist and delicious <laughs> ugh i have I we we bought them a while back and I forgot about them and he went like hog wild all day yesterday he bought everything and that was one of the things I had one this morning with my coffee and it was
2: it was a joy wow did a lot and uh, yeah yeah that sounds great I mean I yes I I remember because um, my. My dad's side of the family is Jewish. My mom's side of the family is Irish. And so you're kind of raised by the the mother's religion. But I I went of to course. a few uh, Jewish holidays and, and family events and whatnot. And I feel yeah. like those macaroons were like a staple of, of you yeah. know, the dessert table of any of those events.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love I love a good uh, arugula. Arugula? Uh, is that arugula? what it's called? Yeah. Oh, it's oh. so good. So good. I There know. was this, like, great bakery when, when I met Amanda Kaczynski in Florida, and it was in Fort Lauderdale, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was this amazing Jewish bakery.
2: It's okay. Mm. I'll find the name of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, but uh, do you have any nominations on your end, Colin? Anything that's been um, sparking joy this week?
2: I mean, I would say, you know, I... Uh, I did see. I don't know if it's my nomination, but I would say it's just like worth watching. Is I watched uh, Trixie Mattel's documentary "Moving Parts." It's on Netflix Ooh, now, or maybe Amazon okay. Prime. And I was, I, you know, what I really liked about it, what I thought was, I mean, it it's it's interesting. I feel like if you've kind of followed her, you kind of know the story. But yeah, the the her relationship with Katya is like a significant subplot, and kind of what we see is Katya is kind of going through a bit of a mental break while they're doing mm-hmm. the Tri- Trixie and Katya show. And it's all very honest and they don't sugarcoat things. And you really do see, um, like you get the sense that Katya was like, no, like you, you don't have to hide it. You can show everything. And so they really do kind of tell you the truth of what happened between them. And it's, if I feel like being familiar with drag race, it was like, I have like a different lens on it, but I feel like if you were watching this and weren't familiar with drag race, the, the character of Katya in this is very fascinating, and I know it's very cliche to be like, "Oh, Katya is really interesting," but she really is very fascinating, um, and and plays kind of a BSA energy, if you will, just in how she Ooh, factors like into it. It's worth watching. It's really, um, it, I, I think, is like a a post Drag Race drag content kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I like I appreciate what this was doing.
0: Yes, yes, yes. It's on my you guessed it it's on my list oh the list um, yeah the list yeah, yeah. but i think that's i can met. didn't did they did they just announce like a new project that they are they coming up with a book what's happening there's there a with, book the
2: yeah yeah like yeah some guide to being a woman something like that yeah oh that's fun yeah that's really fun so uh but i think that'd be my one solid nomination this week i feel like my other like nominees that. would be the other nominees probably from like enemies A love story if you will yeah Uh, um, yeah i mean i think that movie in a way really stuck with me so that'd be my other nomination
0: oh good i'm excited to tune in
2: yeah um now in terms of our actual bsas of the week and of of course folks know and if they don't i will repeat it again our bsa of the week is of course a performance or an actor or a food or a thing or a song or anything in our lives that is acting as the best supporting actress in our lives uh so what is your actual bsa of the week Okay, so this is going to be
0: contentious because I know a lot of the gays out there are, are already coming for this show, and I it has some flaws, to, for lack of a better word, but it's a beautiful show. Uh, it's like one of those... So, the, I'll just say what it is. It's that new show called Hollywood on Netflix. It's a Ryan Murphy yeah. show. Yeah. Oh, I've been very yes. curious about this. I'm glad this is your BSA of the week. Yeah, um, and the show itself is not the BSA of the week, but Patty LuPone... Is giving some great work in this show. Really? Um, I, I just, you kind of forget, and there might be people that are just like, uh, I can picture Amanda rolling her eyes, but maybe, I wonder if she, she watched it yet. I'll have to text her, but um, I, I just forget how talented she is because, you know, she's mainly known as a stage performer too on, on, on the Broadway, but mm. um, I think that there, she was in that show called Life Goes On. Do you remember that show? Oh, it was great.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh is that an old show? Life? It's goes definitely
0: on. an old show for sure. Like early nineties, I feel maybe even late eighties. I can't remember, but oh God, it's I, been a while since yeah. I've seen her in something on like television too. And she's just really kind of making the most of it for lack of a better word. She has such great um, material to work with her costumes. I mean, uh, that's the thing to watch in this movie is just the production value. It's like Mrs. Maisel. It's like, they mm-hmm. just have so much money And everything is so beautiful and polished. And I think I think it's intentional, too, obviously, that they want to it's juxtaposed with like the squeaky, clean Hollywood idea and the like the seedy underbelly of of what Hollywood actually is. It kind of follows the story of Rock Hudson, um, early Rock Hudson as well. There's a lot of beautiful men in it, if Mm. all else, just tune in for that. Um, but Holland Taylor is in it too. Um, oh yeah. So Joe Mantello and, um, Holland Taylor are like kind of a team and I really like their energy together mm-hmm. and Patty LaPone is, is giving it. I just really like her a lot in this. And I, I hope that the gays agree that with all the, like the problematic sort of things that are, you know, everyone, it's like the gays can't have anything nice. We just have to rip everything apart. I but, know. um, um, but that we can at least sort of all agree that Patty and Holland and the women in the show are really giving it to us. But um, but I'm specifically uh, happy and excited for Patty
2: Lapone. I will give it. A g- I will. I will actually watch it. I'm curious about it. And I think you know Joe Mantello yeah, and Holland inter- Taylor. It sounds great. Yeah,
0: I'm interested to see. I feel like you'll hate it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's it's. I don't know what to even tell you going into it. But I Keon and I really. We liked it. We didn't love it. It's sort of one of those things. I was like, okay, this is a really beautiful, beautiful people, Mm. uh, beautiful sets, beautiful costumes, um, and talented people, too. I will say that. Like, I think uh, all the actors are really kind of delivering. But the plot is, you know,
2: it's what it is. Sure. All right. I'll give it a go. And knowing that, all right, you know, you might hate this. but Yeah, yeah. If, if there isn't, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I would say the bar is low. Everything else I wanted to like was full of violence in the very beginning and turned me off, so. Yeah, um, there's no violence in this perfect. whatsoever, too. Perfect. Yeah, which is great. Uh, great. All right, well, Patty Lepone, congratulations on your PSA of the week. Uh, yeah. I would I, also say, sorry, uh-huh. this is my last thought,
0: that Jim Parsons is really great. I think that he's kind of the runaway, uh, like, star with this. I mean, obviously, he's a star already, but, like, I see an Emmy in his future, no doubt, for this for this performance, too. He plays, like, Rock Hudson's, like, terrible manager. He's just an asshole. Um, but, yeah, Jim Parsons is definitely, like, a, an assistant of the BSA. Okay, go. Wow. What um,
2: all right, well, Jim Parsons. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, ugh, Jim Parsons. Oh, but, yes. I mean, you know, I'm
0: still – I'll never forgive him for stealing Steve no. Peel's Emmys. But, um, yeah, but I mean, this, I, I'm holding a grudge, certainly.
2: Good. Yeah. Um, my PSA of the week, I guess on the on the um, the note of drag content on television, uh, yeah. finally watched. I saw the first episode of the HBO show We're Here, which is oh, yeah. with Bob and Shangela and Eureka. I have to what say, what a mix! What a mix! Yes. It yeah. is. Uh, I haven't seen anything other than the first episode, but it is so much better than I expected it to be. Oh, it is yay. so like very very moving, very well produced. It, one of the things I like about it the most is that it it takes it seriously, in that it doesn't feel like a queer eye episode. It, I was gonna say, is that the premise? It's like queer eye with drag queens. Yeah. It's like they go. They like the first episode is they're in Gettysburg, and you know they're kind of basically there to just you know. The, I think the thesis the thesis is that there are queer people all over the country, even in unexpected mm-hmm. places, and there are allies everywhere, and there are people who drag would help and speak to all over the country. And I think they're just kind of bringing that. So there is a little bit of that queer eye feeling, but you know, and we talked about this on all right, Mary and kind of like, and I won't go into the whole thing of like, is this just like gay people or queer people being like, you know, fairy godfathers or whatever. But yeah, I, 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 I mean, I I feel like you know I feel like one of those gays who just can't enjoy anything. If I'm going to go down, that path, you know, <laughs> you're the problem, just right? Go. But like, really, I mean, the the three of them are what I loved is how human they are. I feel like Bob, Eureka, and Shangela they certainly bring their drag personas and they bring their drag, mm-hmm. but they the whole time you're seeing the human behind the drag, and yeah. I really appreciated that. I think the show needed that. I think the people and the stories that they highlight are really great. It's it's some of I think it is. In terms of drag on television, I actually think it's the best drag on television right now, even more oh, than yay. RuPaul's Drag Race and all of that. This is, mm-hmm. because it's not a competition. It's also not a competition. And I yeah. feel like I'm enjoying the evolution of seeing drag on television not being something where we're pitting people against each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I love that. It's great. It and it like oh my god made me cry so many times. It just oh good. You fall in love with these people. It's just uh and and I have never I since season ten have not been the biggest fan of Eureka, and I, you know I, I could find reasons to like her. So uh, oh
0: good, I'm glad.
2: Yeah, it's great. So we're here on HBO. Uh Ugh. check it out. Um, love that. And of course, we're here on Best Supporting Podcast, but not for much longer because we are getting played off right now. Uh I don't know if you heard, but we're getting played off right now. (laughs) Um, So uh, before we uh, shuffle off on our left and right feet, where can people find more of you?
0: Uh, They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kachanov. And they can also find me on the No Good, Very Bad Gay podcast. I will be coming back sometime soon. I'm just going to keep putting that out in the universe. I'm recording. uh, I hope to record the first episode this weekend or this week sometime. It's only Tuesday, which is crazy. I guess it's Wednesday when this episode comes out, but you
2: know. Uh, And yeah, that's that. (laughs) How about you, Colin? Well, of course, you can find more of me on In the Details, A Celebration of Nuance. You can find more of me on All Right, Mary, talking about season 12 of Drag Race. Uh, you can find more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. Um, and I think if people want to find more, maybe you already said this, if you want to find more of us in general, there's BSA pod on Twitter. And our Gmail is the pod at Gmail.com. There you yes. go. Yeah, uh, chime in. Yeah, Uh, yeah. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Who else do you want to hear us talk about? Who else do you love? Blah blah blah.
0: Uh, You know, any BSAs in waiting that we have missed? Please, by all means, uh, put them on the list.
2: Yeah.
0: Ooh, Michelle Pfeiffer. I need to put her in there. Yeah,
2: Michelle Pfeiffer. Did I say that? I think Uh, I did. I think you did. But if not, sure. Um, Yes. Yeah. Why not? Uh, Anyway, well, it has been a lovely week uh, and a lovely celebration of my left foot, and Brenda Fricker, and Fiona Shaw, and Daniel Day-Lewis. I know, um, honestly, yes. Yeah, yeah. just some uh, some Irish excellence this week on Best Supporting yes. Podcast. So It really is. And Oh, yeah. oh I think I hear uh, Mrs. Brown calling us in for tea, Colin. I think oh. it's time to go. Well, I think the road <laughs> is rising up to meet us, so we better get our weight inside. <laughs> Shake a leg. Yeah, as, as my friends at Bennigan's would say, schlantcha. <laughs>